0: Yes, I am on mute. I used to not have to do that, but I switched. I'm on a different, uh, uh, scene. (laughs) Hello. I'm on a different scene, so let me start all over again. Welcome to Plausible Foolishness. I am one of the two kings of the Rube Empire. I'm the Philosopher King, the Ivory Tower, the Mad Scientist Matt, and with me is nobody. Because nobody else was able to make it today. So it's just me by my lonesome and in the spirit of Christmas, which was three days ago, uh, you know, I'm going to cut him some slack. That being said, um, wanted to mention, uh, a, a user who commented on YouTube and he said, I didn't know you guys were on YouTube. I've been watching you on Twitch. So now I can watch you, uh. I can watch you on YouTube, and that's great. Thanks for watching. appreciate you. But also, you haven't been watching the show because we'd say where we are at the end of every... You haven't been watching to the end of the show because we say every show, everywhere that we are. So we're on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch, obviously, uh, Rumble, uh, anywhere you can get a podcast, Instagram, and Minds.com. So follow us all of those places. Share and subscribe and like and comment and all those good things. And uh, we'll start off the show. We already got a question. What's up, Novalium? What is your question for the Philosopher King? While I look up this article. Oh, tell me more, dear Phila. <laughs> reading is good. Okay, so uh there's an article in the hill titled The Constitution Isn't Working. And uh <laughs> um, The Constitution is isn't working. And uh <clears throat> it's from a professor of uh it's, it's this is an op-ed, so it's just an opinion piece. By uh, John Kenneth White, who's a professor. Um, he's a professor of politics at Catholic University, and uh, he has this to say. It's. Um, it's a, kind of a long article, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read the article that the article from the Daily Wire that is about that article. And uh, basically go through the, uh, the the points that the guy is making. So, uh, the Constitution of the United States is no longer working, according to a columnist in The Hill. Um, John Kenneth White said that the Constitution is failing because the nation's founding document could not handle increasing partisanship and distrust in American governmental institutions. And, uh, he does say that he's, he starts off with the U S constitution is the sacred text of American government and civic life. Sacred. It's kind of a big word, you know, um, it's the central text. It and the, uh, the declaration of independence, um, are set central texts of American government and civic life. Do I believe that these documents were inspired by God? Um, not in the same way that the Bible was inspired by God, but clearly, the men who created this were mainly Christians. Um, barring, you know, some few examples of deists and maybe the random atheist. Um, but uh, <clears throat> it was. It, I mean Christianity was heavily influential let's put it that way and uh uh so but is it sacred just like uh, Nancy Pelosi started talking about how um you know the capital is sacred and you know they're 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 trying to make they're trying to take government and put it in place of church you know in place of the Bible, and I'm I'm not down with it. And so he says, The sacred text of American government and civic life, but it's time to face the facts. The document written in 1787 isn't working. The signs are all around us. What are these signs? Well, first off, just 38% of Americans in a recent Gallup poll expressed either a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in the presidency, down from 48% in 2001. Congress, never high in the public's estimation to begin with, fell from 26% to a mere 12%. The Supreme Court has also taken a hit, down from 50% to 36% during the same period. Okay, so why is the Constitution not working? It seems like these institutions are not working. Um... Yes, the constitution... The, the, uh, Novellium says, in my country we'd call that constitution ancient. That's true. The average l- lifespan of a constitution in the world is 17 years. Ours is like 230-something. Um, that's impressive. You know? It means something. Um, but just because pe- we don't have trust in the institutions doesn't mean that the constitution isn't working yeah Francis had like ten of them for sure. France I mean just every, just you can name it across the board. Every country just about on average has a new constitution every seventeen years. One reason often cited for the failing constitution are the people who inhabit its carefully crafted institutions. In Congress, serious legislatures are legislators are scarce as many members aim for viral recognition on social media. Freshman Rep. Madison Cawthorn freely admitted, "I have built my staff around comms, communication, not legislation." Cawthorn is hardly alone, and then he names other Republicans: uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Jim Jordan, and Lauren Boebert. So it's a Republican problem, folks. No Democrats looking for recognition. They're 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 the serious legislators. They are the se- but this new breed only cares about viral. And, and, and you know, that may be true. But it's it's pretty telling that the only ones he can mention, like, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, isn't looking to go viral. Scrub Lord, 1963. Yes, that is my point. The Constitution is not working because it's not being followed. And in fact, the... The confidence ratings that the American public have in, our, in the institutions of the presidency and the legislature and the Supreme Court are because they're also not following the Constitution. Have we considered that? Alright. Disappointing presidents have become the norm. George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump failed to bring the country together with Trump leaving office amplifying spurious claims of election fraud that led to the insurrection on January 6th. <sighs> oh my gosh, I'm so sick of hearing about the insurrection on January 6th. I'm tired of it, because it's garbage. It's a, it, the capital liots are just that, lies. Um, the claims of election fraud... Well, I can't comment on that because it will get this video off of YouTube, which goes to show what that YouTube is a staunch defender of of um, of uh, democracy and all that. Or there's a narrative that they don't want people to hear. Um, Although it is early in the Biden presidency, voter disenchantment is already clear. And the unity he promised, this guy's unity. What does the Constitution have to do with unity? The Constitution has nothing to do with unity. The Constitution has everything to do with how the government works. And the government protecting our rights. Right? The rights that we have from God are God-given, inalienable human rights and it protecting them from from itself, like basically it limiting the government so that our rights are not trampled on. You, but unity is is somehow the measure. Uh, to. Um, of American adults surveyed by Quinnipiac now believe the decisions of the Supreme Court are motivated by politics. They now believe that? that, Is this a new thing? Uh, He's acting like this is a new thing. And I I bet, if you were to take a time machine and go back in, you know, what? Generational intervals, so like 40-year intervals or something, and poll, and you'd, And you'd find that most people think the decisions of the Supreme Court are motivated by politics because it's a government, it's a governmental body. There's yes, theoretically, they're supposed to be nonpartisan and just looking at the constitution and, you know, strict, you know, constructionalists, um, You know, dispassionate readings of the law, and then and then he quotes uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who describes today's court as quote fractured, and he says she's right. Yeah, she's right, because there's people who believe this, who believe that the government should be involved in every aspect of our lives, and there's those who think that the government should follow the Constitution. And then there's, in, and then there's a couple in betweeners who could go either way, depending on you know, um, uh, you know, depending on their legacy, how that might be affected, or um, you know, who are, who are just, I guess, centrists or whatever, if you want to call them that. Either way, yeah, of course, but that's, I mean, that doesn't seem to me to be a bad thing. You know? They're just pissed off that not everybody sees things their way. Well, yeah, of course we don't. Uh, So now, but the Constitution's failures go much deeper. The framers designed the presidency to execute laws, not make them. But the vagaries of congressional legislation have given the president the power to make laws through executive orders. Now that that's that's, that's true, but that's not that's so. That, is, that what I, is one failure of the Constitution that I would consider to be true. But we can get to that later. But that that is actually true. Executive orders sometimes are laws. Sometimes they're just explaining. Sometimes there, a lot of what Trump did, I believe, in his executive orders, now, I'm sure that we could find examples where I'm wrong on this, because, you know, nobody's perfect, and, uh, uh, you know, power corrupts and all that, but, um, A lot of them were orders on how to do exactly that: execute laws, how to how we're going to enforce already existing laws. There's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly what they're supposed to be used for, you know. And his his he doesn't give examples of him making laws through ex- executive orders. He just says. Donald Trump loved signing executive orders. He signed, he put, putting his Sharpie on 220 of them. Okay. But what was the nature of those executive orders? Just because he made executive orders doesn't make them laws. If they're orders to the executive branch on how to enforce existing laws, he's not making new laws. Now, President Obama did that quite a bit. No mention of that here. You know, the only thing that Obama didn't do is uh, unite the country. Yeah, yeah, that's that is actually true that he did not unite the country, and he did a bunch of other crap. Um, meanwhile, Congress is failing to protect its constitutional prerogatives. Instead of reserving it to itself the right to declare war, Congress has surrendered war making to the president. Something the framers assiduously sought to avoid. Also true. Another thing that they're doing is they're, they're, they're seeding their lawmaking ability to the executive branch. But I think that this is on purpose because it allows them to do things under the table so they can make these gigantic bills that don't have, um, that don't have, they're not actually laws. Like they don't, say what to do or what not to do you know they 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 make gigantic budgets and 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 stuff like that but then the power of what to do is sent to an executive agency so you know uh, instead of saying you can't um, this is what a wetland is and you can't build on a wetland in the bill they say, um, we are giving the power. We are we are turning over power to the EPA to make laws to make regulations regulations concerning wetlands, and then and then the EPA takes that and goes, okay, well this is what you can do with wetlands. But nobody elected the people in the EPA. All right, and and then the people in congress aren't re- aren't necessarily responsible they're like they can they can distance themselves from responsibility for whatever garbage regulations you know the EPA or the uh energy or the school board or you know any of these you know giant bureaucracies um do you know I mean They're the experts. We just put it in and then it's their fault. It's their fault that it's, you know, that it's so messed up. And then, so then they, they keep getting elected because they never do anything, you know, but they can keep talking about how they're going to fight the good fight. And, um, and then the executive branch where they don't have to worry about getting elected except for the president they don't have to and and this is this is what we call the deep state. You know? It's these bureaucracies that manage, micromanage every part of our lives in some way and affect it in some way, who aren't elected, who don't have to worry about being elected, and never um and, 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 and survive through administrations you know and then put their thumb on administrations you know or take it or or take it off if it's something that they want you know it, it congress is, does nothing and is responsible for nothing and they just sit there and and accumulate their power and then while while putting their actual legislative power in the hands of the executive branch it's really <sighs> distressing um thank you guys for the follows. Welcome to the Rube Empire. We appreciate you. Um uh, Let's see. What else did they say? Um Okay. Um, okay. Okay, so White White eventually concludes his argument by railing against um, the alleged anti-democratic nature of the Senate, Electoral College, and Conservative Majority Supreme Court. Quote, the Electoral College is poised to create more misfires with popular vote winners not becoming president. It's exactly what it was meant to do. As has happened twice already this century. Oh no. Oh no. The whole point of the electoral college is that democracy, pure democracy, is just mob rule. So what if the majority of the country wants something, you know? But we can go into to more on that. Um, just because there's a there's ten million people in New York City, and you know that they get to, to they get to decide automatically what happens in Kansas that's the whole point we have the popular vote and then we have and and even then the electoral college is based on population so new york does have more of a say than kansas or you know uh montana or idaho you know california does have more of a say texas does florida does have more of a say but it's evened out you know to a certain degree they don't have all the say you know if if that was the case it would be you know i mean new york and california well although their populations are dropping recently because everybody's moving to florida and texas and like Tennessee, um, but uh, uh, so like they, <laughs> it's crazy. They're down like a whole percentage point in population, and Florida and Texas are up a whole percentage point. So some some of them even close to two, like one point seven. I saw um, amazing, but uh, um, you know, it's it, it still it's still has a population. Number effect, right? And so does the um, see, the senate is the straight up two man from each state, you know, because we are the thing is, is that they don't look at the states the way that um, the founders did. The state, each state was a little country, you know. What I mean, we were a country, we're a country of countries, right? We weren't. American first, we were Florida first, and Georgia first, and New Hampshire first, and, you know, Illinois first. And then we were, you know, federated, we were, uh, you know, then we were Americans. You know? And that started to change, you know, 100, 150 years ago. um, On purpose. Because Because they want to centralize, you know that was a decentralized notion you know that we were our individual states we were members we were citizens of our individual states before we were members of the federal government America thing you know that's that they wanted to centralize power, and so they needed us to start thinking about the federal government more um So, and then here we go. Okay, so the electoral college is poised to create Mormon fires with popular vote winners not becoming president. As has since happened twice already this century, he writes. And quote: territorial expansion has resulted in sixteen percent of the U.S. population controlling half the seats in the U.S. Senate. So what? Yes, it's called equal representation. <laughs> this guy is saying that the Constitution has failed while ignoring the original intent of the Constitution. Great job. Um, Meanwhile, the strict constructionists of the Supreme Court resort to determining the original intent of a document written 234 years ago, rather than understanding that it, it was a beginning, not an ending point. No. No. I mean... That's such a... It's such a ridiculous statement cuz if you understand the constitution you understand that the, the 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 founders did see it as a beginning point and that's why they wrote in the ability to amend the constitution right which is not the supreme court's job all right and so the strict constructionists are right they Look at the document as intended. And it is the end point until Congress and the states amend the Constitution. And if they amend it, then the Supreme Court takes that Constitution as an end point upon which they adjudicate laws, you know, adjudicate these uh, cases. So, what are you talking about, dude? You're just pissed off that they don't think like you. It the constitution has failed because we're not we don't all agree on his leftist Marxist talking points, you know? We we're, we're, we're not a a mob rule society um but, you know pushing pure democracy everywhere that we can because then we could get charismatic leaders like Barack Obama to get the crowd to do anything but you know if we get a charismatic leader like Donald Trump then you know he runs wild with power what that's i can't stand it because this is complete garbage it won't be he he says this it won't be enough merely to reform the filibuster add more justices to the supreme court change presidents or surrender presidential powers to congress A document written in 1787 is inadequate for the 21st century, White concludes. Let's face facts. The Constitution isn't working. Now, here's the thing. I kind of agree with him in the statement, the Constitution isn't working. I I agree with almost nothing of what he said as to why. But uh, I want to read this quote that I've read before by Alexander Spooner. He says this, but whether the Constitution really be one thing or another, this much is certain that it has either authorized such a government as we have had, which I don't believe to be true, or has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it is unfit to exist. Now, we can argue on whether or not it is unfit to exist because of that, but it has, and he wrote that 80 years after. The Constitution was written, okay, and finalized and, and voted on and, and became, you know, the, the sacred text of our government. Only 80 years afterwards, he was looking at the government and going, this is not what the founders wanted in the Constitution. and uh, And then we're here, you know. What two hundred and thirty-four years later? What did they say that the? What did the article say? Uh, oh, I lost it. Um, it was two hundred and thirty-something years later, uh, and we're looking at the government and going, the Constitution is not being followed. This is not what the founders intended, and so his point is that. This monstrosity of a government has been allowed to exist because the Constitution isn't effective in making it happen. Now, the the, the 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 real deal is no piece of paper is going to be effective because man is flawed and power corrupts. So man is gonna get in a position of power and try to take as much as he can. Because it corrupts people. And because people are already corrupted. So corrupt people, everybody's corrupt. I mean, that's just straight out of the Bible. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right? Good evening, Death Hunter. What's up? Uh, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the Constitution... Oh, no, sorry. And so when sinners get in a position of power, they try to grab more power. And so, Lysander Spooner, if you haven't figured out, is an anarchist. A plow truck for almost 12 hours. I was sitting at a desk for six and a half hours. And, uh, it was unpleasant. So, God bless you. (laughs) Um, so, he, Lysander Spooner's an anarchist, he doesn't think there should be any state, and, when he, and he did this very long analysis of the Constitution, which is pretty interesting, uh, it's very long, very long, but he, he, goes, he goes in on it, and it's not, an, it's not a, a browbeating of the principles of the Constitution, per se um the principles of the constitution i love and and frankly if we could get back to the P- constitution and its purity i'd be i'd be very 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 happy with that you know i would be i think we i think anybody who's liberty minded would be but the truth remains that in spite of the constitution Or maybe even because of it, but it doesn't matter which it is. We have the government to ha- we have today, and it did nothing to stop it, or 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 uh, or it helped create it. And I think it, I think it just did nothing to stop it because because people are going to do what they want to do, and so that's so so the answer to me and to Spooner. Is then don't give them that power. You know, let's let's do let's have a voluntary society, completely. Um, does that is that gonna, is that is that plausible? I don't know. Um, I want to read more about it, but um, I'm looking at the world today. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's just full of tyrants everywhere. I mean, just look at what's happening in Austria and, and, and especially uh, Australia first, Australia went so a long time ago and it's just continuing on that path very badly. Austria's doing things. You know, you got people in, like, 60% of the Swedish population is, is getting microchipped for vaccine passports. Uh, this is what happens when, you know, and they're, they're a very agnostic country. You know, so they took God out of their country, you know, and they've forgotten about the Mark of the Beast. So, they, you know, they're totally fine getting microchipped for vaccine transports and, and our passports and, and, um, how long before they're fine with being microchipped for, you know, the buying and purchasing of goods and services, you know? Um, and, and I see all this tyranny and I'm like, these people shouldn't have power. Is th- we tell ourselves the government is a necessary institution, a necessary evil and i i'm questioning whether or not we're telling ourselves that because we've been indoctrinated to think that from the from the moment we've been born we've we've even if you've if even if you're liberty minded you've been told you've got to have a government though you know, you gotta have these things And so the thought never occurred to us That perhaps Perhaps we don't Welcome to uh, the Rube Empire, Admiral Grufus. Uh We welcome you um, uh, Perhaps we don't need a government And there's a way to organize society Without it And there's a lot of people over time who have thought about these things for a long time. But of course, you know, they're not going to be mainstream because these ideas are a threat to state power. (laughs) You know? Now, maybe they're wrong. You know, maybe it is a necessary evil and so we can just be, you know, minarchists or, um, yeah, also true no one will listen. You know, that's possible. But I think people are more open now more than ever. And so like like I said um if we were to get back to a limited, you know, a truly limited constitutional government, I'd be very 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 happy. Very happy. You know? Um but perhaps we can go even further. You know, but let's take it in small bite-sized steps let's roll back the tyranny you know let's get rid of all these bureaucracies let's restore liberty you know let's do it step by step by step um, and uh, and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing my research i'm gonna keep reading uh, uh you know people like uh Murray rothbard is one that's highly recommended um for the modern libertarian slash anarchist uh you know thought leaders um uh and uh I'll keep being the uh, fanatical one on this show um, but uh, we'll see uh, Admiral Rufus I moved out of California like a month before the Vax pass Passport, thank god yeah, that's yes, you, you dodged quite the bullet um, great job getting out of California California, as people like to say um, I got a couple minutes, does anybody have any questions Or anything in the chat. That we can go to. Uh, Death Hunter says that would be a great day. To return to our roots as a nation. Yeah. But uh, you know. Short of this. I wonder if short of dismantling. The state. This this gigantic federal government. I mean mean, that would be part of it. I guess. But. What's going to keep. What's gonna, what's gonna keep people from just building it right back up again? You know, I we we need to. I guess I guess I, I guess I could say that I'm jumping the gun by saying there should be no state. <laughs> Let's just work on getting our liberties back. You know, yeah. The government that governs best governs least, right? And what government governs least? No government at all. Self-government, right? Self-government. And it's just the ideas of, like, you know, just because the mob says, just because a majority of people say that something is true or is law, does that really make it so? You know, just because a person says I have authority over you doesn't make it so. And you might say something like, well, what about, you know, a business owner who says that he has authority over you, but that's completely different in that you have, you have engaged in a, a consensual, um, uh, Uh, transaction with this person where you are trading your time and your labor for their money, you know? And then, and, and in that contract there are ways that you need to perform that he has laid out and there's been an agreement amongst that, you know, there's an agreement there you know? Um Yeah, uh, Death Hunter says, uh, uh, no more career politicians would be a good start if only we could get enough good, honest people in office to vote on term limits for House and Senate. Agreed, term limits would be great um, for it, you know? Um, I I just gotta say that I crave freedom so strongly now. I want it now. (laughs) I, I have almost no patience for not being free. And so, like, I don't know. I'm just, um, I think that's what's led me to just get rid of the state altogether. Just shut it down. Uh, the way, um, uh, is, or the way Virginia's governorship works no consecutive terms. So, no consecutive terms. So, they serve one term, but then. After another turn, they can they can do as many turns as they want. They just can't be consecutive. That's interesting. Imagine by the time you get to uh, you would get to a third turn, people would be like meh. You know, they'd be kind of done. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. It's better than lifelong appointments, you know, for people who can smooth talk their way to uh, to getting voted again. I don't understand why incumbents generally automatically win. It's because nobody, it's like you said, nobody does any any of their own research. So they're not actually looking into what this person did or said or... Um, they're just like, okay, this ad looks good. It's better than that other guy's ad and CNN or my local news told me that this other guy's bad. So I'm not going to vote for him or, you know, or, uh, I'm Republican. My daddy's Republican. My daddy's daddy is Republican. I vote Republican guy's got an R next to his name. He's okay by me. And that doesn't work either. You know, I'm I'm not a Republican. I vote Republican a lot because generally, and I say that loosely, generally they line up with some of my ideals. But my ideals have become more radical towards freedom. So, uh you know, they they don't line up quite as much. But, we'll see where that goes, because, you know, the Libertarian Party isn't necessarily super exciting. Although, things are happening. Uh, The Mises caucus, if you follow the Libertarian Party at all, the Mises caucus is, is stirring things up, and people like Dave Smith is, um, is, uh, making strong cases and getting some kind of passion back. And and then all this tyranny that we're seeing is making people passionate for liberty, you know, left and right. And let's face it, folks, we're not going to get it from the R's. We're definitely not going to get it from the D's. The D's want the tyranny. But the R's don't really have the spying. Or the, I mean, some of them do, obviously. All the ones that were mentioned in that article have the spine to say something and do things. Um, and that's why they're um, they're they're going viral, you know. Um, because they're saying what people want to hear. But Oh, that would be awesome if the libertarians actually got a few seats and then they did something you know but that's that's so hard because it's like if they get a few seats and then what you know they still have to convince other people to follow to follow along you know it's just like okay for in 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 Florida there's this guy named uh, Sabatini in our state legislature and every since he got elected every every single time that he has been able to like I guess there's like a, a time limit or whatever as soon as the time limit is up he proposes he proposes a bill for constitutional carry in Florida and then it goes to committee it goes to a, 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 a public safety committee and gets and gets struck down and never makes it to even a vote. But he's out there doing it over and over and over again. And I love it. And there's been some traction lately, which is awesome. And DeSantis said that he would sign it. Uh, And there's been some change-ups in that committee, which means that it's possible that that it might actually make it past the committee and go to a vote, which would be freaking awesome. And I hope that it comes because, damn it, Florida needs... I mean, there's 22 states with it, and Florida isn't one of them. How is that possible? anyway but it's like we get a couple seats that would be great but can't, will they be effective and and then why it's it's foolish of us in many ways to be looking to these politicians even libertarian ones as the saviors of the nation they're not we are we are the saviors of the popu- of the, of the of the nation we have to stand for our own liberty. And, and, and what does that look like? I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I think, we, I think we attack it on the local level. I think we stop paying attention to the federal government, give them the old up yours, and we turn our local communities into bastions of freedom. You know, and then our states, and then from there, our states and then we can and then, you know, go from there. I mean, DeSantis is is kind of doing that in, in, you know, especially as it pertains to covid. It's like, listen, you can say all you want, Biden, whatever you're going to do, but we're not going to do that in Florida. So cram it with walnuts. But then we can be like, you know, this is the city I live in and. Imagine, imagine turning a city into a libertarian stronghold. You know, that, that's what the, the Free State pro- Project in New Hampshire did. They, 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 they put it out there. Liberty-minded people come to New Hampshire and let's turn this state around. Let's turn this state into a free state, into a libertarian state. I think that's the model we need to find. We need to, we need to spread the word, you know, and then we need to, uh, and then we need to affect change on a local level. And we need to build networks of people like, you know, get your loved ones the plan for disasters and, and for, you know, the fall of the monetary system and things like that. You know, we need to be, refuges we need to be a refuge for those around us those we love those we care about our friends and family you know um, and we we need to be building these sanctuaries and and it's it's a, it's a freaking ton of work you know but we need we can do it together and we can make it happen the other thing is, is that um, for any of this to work, you need a moral society, and that's that's the that's the crux of it. That's the cornerstone: morals, which means, ultimately, the only savior, the only answer, is Jesus Christ. That's just the long and short of it. Jesus is Lord, and if you don't if you don't know Him, I would respectfully uh, say you should seek after Him. Read the Bible, learn about Him, and uh, you'll see the. Uh, I think you'll see the merit. I think you'll see. I hope. I pray that you would see the light. But, uh, yeah, Jesus is ultimately the answer to everything. Um, did you hear that Harry Reid just died? Yeah, Harry, Harry Reid just died. Also, uh, um, John Madden died. Uh, from the NFL, you know. Madden football, 2022. Um, interesting. Sad. Um, Harry Reid, I mean, whatever. I mean rest in peace, I doubt you are, unfortunately, and, um, uh, you know, that's just whatever, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I, you know, pray for their families and, um, that, that, God would comfort them. Oh, I mean, he was a, he was a, uh, he was a senator, a Democrat, and he was, you know, he, he did all the usual Democrat stuff. He was he was a he was he was. I remember. I'm pretty sure that he he um, in his earlier career was constantly railing against the Fed that it needed to be audited. And then when the libertarian movement in more recent years and and people like Rand Paul and Ron Paul and and. You know, and like uh, the Freedom Caucus, whatever, were were um, trying to push for auditing the Fed. He came out and railed against it. So he may ha- he may have in, in his early years been you know somewhat of a, uh, um, a scrupled politician, if that may- if that is even a word, a politician with scruples. He definitely did not have that later on. And I think that's just what Washington, D.C. does to you. You know, there's, it's a whole system designed to catch you in something that they can then blackmail you with. And then you're theirs, you know? Anyway, on that note, uh, you've been watching Plausible Foolishness, the home of the Rube Empire, where the people are free. The taxes are voluntary, and we thank you for your tax for your voluntary taxes that help support the show. If you would like to, you can uh, um, subscribe on Twitch, or you can donate in the links down below. And if you donate, all you know in the links, uh, all of your money that you spend goes to us rather than some of it going to Amazon. Um, and More importantly, though, we serve freshly roasted liberal logic every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30pm right here on twitch.tv slash plausible foolishness YouTube, Facebook Live, Rumble anywhere you can get a podcast Instagram and Minds.com Peace out.